Oh, hey, Rage. I'm glad that uh, you're here. Are we doing another song today? I talked to Jen in HR. I'm wearing pants this time. You happy? Rage, I don't think you realize how happy I am that you are fully clothed. Oh, another thing. Who's Jen, and how are we paying her with our non-existent payroll? Non-existent pay- Oh, yes, we don't have a payroll. Don't ask Scott for money. Let's just start the song. Crazies. We're reviewing a remake of Romero. The crazies reviewing this film all for you. I knew you'd listen if we did Romero. And then you'd leave us because of this review. Worry. Why worry about our ratings? Wondering what in the world else we can do. Crazies for thinking this film was more good. I'm crazy for thinking, crazy for rating, but this crazies was not that bad. Crazies. We're reviewing a remake of Romero. I'm crazy for thinking, crazy for rating, but this crazies was not that bad. Um, Rage, your pants are off again. These pants are constraining my creativity, Rock. <sighs> I'll get Jen. Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 223, The Crazies. This one is crazy better. Welcome back, sickies, to Do Over December, and we are doing our next episode on a movie that, um, well, as my terrible caterwailing song suggests, 
might take a few people off. And I suppose to a degree, there is a matter of perspective about which one is better. But for my money, I'm going to go ahead and say that the 2010 version of the film The Crazies is better. It's better than the original Romero 1973 version. And we'll get into that. Uh, now, Scott and Thomas have not seen this film, the original film, that is, which is okay because I have, and I can explain the gist of it. So they will not, uh, they'll be able to chime in. But uh, did you guys at all get a chance just to at least see, like, say, two or three minutes of the original? Because it might have helped a little bit. If you didn't, that's okay. I, I, I literally started it, and I got maybe past the first intro of the girl screaming and just passed out. And fell that's, asleep. that's not bad, actually. It's probably enough. Um, what about you, Scott? I didn't even attempt to make it that far. You said there was no point in watching the original and didn't recommend that's it. True. So I didn't even get that. Far. That's true. Okay. I thought maybe you were just obscene curiosity might uh, make you do it anyway, but that's okay. So before we get into any kind of comparisons, um, I, I think the plot is rather very simple here. It's that a small town in Iowa, uh, now in the original one, it's in Pennsylvania because Romero did everything in Pennsylvania, but a small town in Iowa is experiencing there's people who they're not zombified they're just going through some kind of uh they're they're going nuts they're, there's a, a violent psychosis in which they are committing violent acts and the main character there's two there's two main characters really two share a sheriff and the deputy one of them is played by uh oh what's his first name ollie font is his last name he was in um Justified and Hitman. Gone in sixty seconds. Others. It's probably he wasn't the car. gone in sixty seconds. Oh he's, yeah, he's that's to, right. Man, that guy. It's probably the car. Yeah, that that guy. But he's a pretty good actor. But anyway, um, Timothy Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, he's the town sheriff, and he. Uh, starts to find out about these things, and he and his deputy figure out that it, a military airplane crashed in a kind of a lake nearby the town and released a chemical which went into the drinking water supply and caused everyone, almost everyone, to go nuts. And in the end, the deputy, his girl, the deputy's pregnant girlfriend or wife, and the excuse me, the sheriff and the pregnant wife, who's a doctor, and the deputy try to make a run for it, and the military, who's in charge of this whole mess up, uh, nukes the town. In the 1973 version, it's very similar. There's a plane crash that releases a virus known as Trixie, which is um, designed by the government. Same thing. Uh, except it replaced sheriff and deputy with two firemen. And in this, the original film, the same thing happens more or less. There are bombers on route, but you see more of the, I guess you could say Vietnam era angst at the military. You see three guys in, in the Pentagon constantly debating what they're going to do about this town. 
You have the uh, Colonel Peck, who's in charge of the operation on the ground in Pennsylvania, who's always trying to figure out what to do next and is admitting he was the only reason he's in charge is because he was the highest ranking guy nearby. And that's who they sent. You have a scientist who's trying to figure out the cure, but uh, after getting caught up with a bunch of people infected with Trixie and going nuts, he loses it and dies. And in the end, the military just sends the colonel away to Louisville, Kentucky, where they believe there's another outbreak, and they just decide to bomb the town. Not with an atomic bomb like in the new movie, but with they send out some, I don't know, B-52s. Thomas, were B-52s around in 1973? Yes. Okay, so some B-52 bomber was sent out to bomb the town. So a little bit similar. That's the basic story. Military virus screws up, gets into a local population. You have some civic servants who have to escape, and the military destroys the compound. Um, I really like we'll get your in- choice of term to call it Vietnam-era angst against the military. That's a very nice way of putting the attitude <laughs> this country had towards the military in the late 70s and early 80s. Well, I could have called it a lot of things, but uh, whereas the new film, and again, I'll go, we'll go into this in more detail, the new film is, there's still some angst, I suppose, against the military, but it's much more in line with um, concern about things, government surveillance and things like the Patriot Act. It's much more in tune with that, which you would expect given the year it was made. Um, so, and that, that's reflecting. But first, let's go, let's, you know, I gave you the plot. I got a few uh, fun facts I'll give. And, well, gee, I guess we could dive in. I'll do my comparison, and then we'll do our rips and picks. So just some of the fun facts. Uh, Each person, each of the actors in the 2010 version who went zombified crazy had to give makeup on their face for three hours. Uh, Not a big shocker there. The Now, throughout the film, you see kind of a uh, GPS camera view of the town, and it gives coordinates. The coordinates, the satellite coordinates given where the military plane is in the bog do point to Iowa, but not a bog, but rather farmland. But hey, you know, close. Um, Some of the filming was, in fact, done in Lenox, Iowa, which is in the town they were competing against in baseball at the beginning. Uh, Elizabeth Banks was set to take this, was set to be the uh, main female lead in this, but she turned down the role because she thought it was too similar to her character in Slither. I guess that's, you know, whatever. Um, and let's see, um, Danielle Pennebaker, who is not only in this remake, but she's also in Friday the 13th. So, and Danielle Pennebaker would be the main character, the main female lead. So with it's that in mind, it's interesting that? that you, you say that people turned down, someone turned down the role. Elizabeth Banks turned down the role because it was too similar to another role. You got all these uh, Hollywood actors and actresses afraid of being typecast. Hey, let me tell you something, Hollywood. You can typecast me as any type of role you want. Yeah. If you're willing to pay <laughs> me to well, show up and pretend and play, let's pretend. You know what? I think the concern at some point, and this is just my shot in the dark, I could be wrong. Maybe it's a point where you get famous enough and get enough money that you can be that picky. 
because you Scott are in a position of hey I'll take whatever. Yeah, no, no. Whereas if you're whereas if you're say I don't know Tom Hanks or whatever, you have the luxury of saying no. Right. And and you don't so. want to get you don't want to get Leonard Nimoy or James Duhon where you are now Spock or Scotty for the rest of your life and it's almost right. impossible for oh, you yeah. to get cast as anything else. So I, sure. I get it. I've said it sure. about uh, Next Generation. Brent Brent Spiner is an incredibly talented actor who played Data. The only other mm-hmm. role he ever got was to be the creepy scientist in Independence Day. Yeah, that's true. So it can Too be a bad. great thing, but it can also ruin your career. Yeah, right. So before we get into rips and picks, let me explain why. Because Scott and Thomas didn't really see the original. Um, let me explain why one could argue that the original is better. And then I'll explain Uh-oh. why I think the new one is better. So someone could argue that the original is better on the basis of it was designed much more to show the military industrial complex at work. Whereas in the new one, they're much more faceless. In fact, you only get to see one soldier in any detail and that's brief. And he almost looks aloof. Like he has no idea what's going on. Whereas the soldiers and military in the 1973 version are very well aware of what's going on. And they're almost, in fact, at least the boots on the ground soldiers are sympathetic because they're tired, they're stressed out, they know what's going on. Um, In fact, the colonel at the end, when he's sent off to Louisville, he's, you can tell he's upset that he has to do this all over again. Um, they played a little bit more sympathetic, but as again, they show the guys in Washington who are basically just carelessly discussing this town's fate as though they were just plastic pieces on a chessboard. And so if you're looking for that kind of meaning, deep meaning, as far as, you know, Trixie being, we are the um subjects of a military industrial complex however humane and sympathetic they are you would like the original better because the government and the military is much more faceless than the 2010 version however that having been said the 1973 version is a mess the acting is horrible it's it's stale and they're in that movie, when the soldiers are sent out to round up the town to quarantine them, the people's reaction is just so, like, it, it's almost like they're being told what to do off camera, and they just somehow manage to blot the directions out. You know? Um, it's just bad acting. It's hard to follow because it's just people running around. It's, and I get that it's trying to be disorienting. And it worked well for Dawn of the Dead. But the problem is in Dawn of the Dead, they only did that disorientation at the beginning. Once the people get to the mall, you can pretty much follow the movie where it's going. Whereas in The Crazies 1973, you're just, it's like whiplash. It's story-based whiplash. Back and forth, back and forth. And it's unclear and the acting isn't great. And 
and it's and it's not scary for a film that's supposed to invoke dread the people who are afflicted with the Trixie virus don't look scared at all they don't look scary some of them are not a threat at all they just act nuts whereas in the 2010 version they are a threat i mean heck the first guy you see walks into a baseball diamond of a high school game with a shotgun and it's unknown what is he going to do and and everyone else's becomes a murderous person there's fear in it is it tropish well yeah it is but it's fear it's it's scary are we sure that that guy who walked onto the field was really suffering from the disease or did the umpire just have an overly tight strike zone and he really needed to just readjust his strike zone with some, the guy's name wasn't Scott Kennison. (laughs) So no, sure. (laughs) Although I would not put it, I would not put it past Scott Kennison to grab a shotgun. The next time the ump makes a call that he doesn't approve of, I swear sickies one day Scott is going to get shot by a player or an umpire. He's going to charge them with a bat. They are going to claim stand your ground and plug him. And the reason they'll win is because he was charging them with a bat. And any reasonable human would say, while frothing at the mouth, and any reasonable human would say, yeah, yeah, that was self-defense. I did have a moment about three years ago where after the game was over, the umpire was saying something to me. And I was like, what are you going to do? Throw me out? He's like, no, I can beat your... (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, I'm right here. And luckily nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just thinking one day, if anybody was going to be the leg- a legitimate, like no contest, no butthurt guy about it. it uh, I, I don't know if the word is victim, but I'll use it just for now. Victim of a stand your ground law where it was actually not misapplied. Scott, it's going to be you. you're going to charge someone they're going to pull out a gun shoot you and even i'm going to have to say god yes they had every reason to believe that you are going to cause them physical or bodily harm to death (laughs) when i go when i go crazy it, it it's like when when mark's irate he's irate when i go crazy you think all sanity is has left me it's like oh whoa yeah so um, so yeah, I guess maybe Scott is the Trixie virus when umps make <laughs> bad calls. So, but, um, in the 2010 version, it is scarier. They do make it look creepier. They do show you the result of people kind of going nuts instead of just walking around and acting goofy and then getting, um, hoarded into a high school gym and just kind of dancing around in some weird kind of were these people just told to jump around and scream? Because that's I, what they're doing in, 19, in the 1973 version. Okay. I mean, well, I'm just saying, other than it definitely does have a scary factor to it, the newer one, the one I've seen. Yeah. But it's also totally unrealistic. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're, that's going to get into the rips and picks, but oh, no, you're, you're dead right. Especially the only thing it gets right would be the satellite images yes uh if that were to have if something like that were to happen you could bet your buttermilk bottom dollar that there would be satellites trained on that area and drones without a doubt but um now and so i think just from a filmmaking point of view the acting was better 
the effects were better, and it was a scarier movie. Uh, in terms of meaning, there is a deep meaning there about government surveillance, and I'm hoping Scott will have something to say about that. But there was heavier meaning the original crazies. You just get muddled in the fact that it's story-based whiplash, horrible acting, and um, it's hard to follow. So for that reason, I hold 2010 and other people as well hold it as a better film technically and even to a degree in meaning. But one could argue that it's you can't, not. You, you, you can't take – you can't really criticize the acting and you can't criticize the direction or the effects of the, of the uh, 2010 film. Uh, it, it's, it's well acted. It's well directed. And, and for being a a by the numbers, I would say as I'm watching this, if you know you, you if you're role playing, you play D and D, you come by hack and slash adventures. And the 2010 film is just it's a hack and slash movie, and sure. it's it's a movie. There's nothing original to it. It's a movie we've seen a hundred times. It's a uh, zombie thriller, basically. Exactly, exactly. But then it's, again, it's, a it's based thriller, off of a survival. Romero. You know, Romero. You, started the zombie genre and uh that's what he did uh, heavily in the 60s and 70s yep and, so. and you've seen this film whether it's the walking dead or whether it's zombie land or dawn of the dead it's there's mm-hmm. a virus that's going to take away your rationality and you even got the trope of one person who's going to turn and knows it and just asks if he can walk a little longer um there's nothing to criticize about that but it's also there's nothing really of substance to this either. Exceptional. Anything that was of substance has been gutted from this film in the in the in the effort to keep it well paced and entertaining. Yeah, this is if we were I would agree there's nothing exceptional about this. It's a better film, especially in the technical filmmaking sense, but it's not exceptional and it really didn't have high competition. It's it's not like Dread which was definitively a better film or dune which was definitively better this is a well it's better but then again the genre and type of film doesn't lend itself to extreme originality or no. anything it's like very that. milk toasty um and i it's would standard say standard zombie fare that, yeah but there's so many films that do it better than for sure than this that's oh, on, yeah. it, it just it, it it lacks anything that has an edge to it it lacks anything that's memorable I'm going to be honest with you. I watched this film on Sunday and I can't remember the names of any of the characters. Not one. It is hard. I'll admit. I think, I think the deputy was Russell. There's gone in 60 seconds guy. Um, wife Let of me the look sheriff and, and, um, and deputy sidekick dude. And, and 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 that's that's saying something, you know. I always go to that. If I can't remember the characters' names, then they haven't had an impact. Let's see, uh, the deputy was Russell. Yeah, I remember the deputy was Russell. Um, Judy, the 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 pregnant wife, was Rada Mitchell. Timothy Oliphant, whom we all know, was David. That was his name. Um, fun fact, though. Uh, one of the actresses was Linda K. Lowry, who was also an actor in the original. Oh. So she was a, a victim in both films. She was afflicted with 
the virus in both, but um, I Lucky. guess that's a fun fact. Yeah, well, she had not, you know. Lucky her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's in a lot of other films like, you know, I Drink Your Blood. <laughs> so, and in uh, ah, Shivers the by David Cronenberg. Shivers. Yeah, well, she's in a Cronenberg film, so Shivers. So, there. I mean, there's that. But, um, you know, but but this film... And I guess with that in mind, we I've narrowed down, I've given you the fun facts. I've told you basically the differences and how if you how you could possibly view the original as better, but why I think it's not, and thus why it made the list for this month. But I think we can really get into the rips and picks of this to explain why you might want to consider watching this or not. Again. This is the superior one in my mind, but that doesn't mean jump Ooh. into it. So uh, that doesn't mean spend your time. And Thomas, you've got a big rip, which, boy, I couldn't agree more with. Well, I got a few rips, and they yeah. kind of run together. But I'm sure I'm going to agree with them all. Thomas is coming with the um, sawed-off four-barrel shotgun from Phantasm Two for this film. And oh, I'm ready absolutely. for this. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, the biggest one, in my opinion, and the absolute holy crap, this one's bad. The main character's wife literally stares at the nuclear explosion and doesn't even flinch. Yeah. Mind you, the concussive force hits them. Well, yes, but that they were close enough for the them to be in that blast radius not not mm-hmm. the incineration or instant death but they're within the thermal shock wave mm-hmm. which means if you're in the thermal shock wave you're way too close to it exactly and just to explain the enormous power of an atomic weapon it is brighter than the sun and it's hotter than the surface of the sun and she just looked at it like it was nothing. Yeah. She's blind. Thomas, yep. what is the range of, let's just say, what would be the range of a Hiroshima bomb? If we're gonna just going to say that. Oh, those, those are, in, talking about nukes, those are. We're talking about 2010 nukes. So let's be, let's be honest. The Hiroshima one, it's a pop. That's no, the, but I, I was just asking look. that for, 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 you know, like, if we dropped it on Cleveland, there'd be no more Cleveland, right? Oh, no, Cleveland would survive. Oh, Hiroshima okay. bomb, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs were small. We're talking modern nuclear weapons are in the megatons because they are thermonuclear. They are. Yeah. What I was I'm thinking to... here is my biggest rip is that uh, they dropped um, this atomic bomb thermonuclear on a small farm town in Iowa, but now they found out that someone has escaped the Cedar Rapids, and I don't think you'd have to go quarantine Cedar Rapids anymore. (laughs) I think it probably took care of all of Iowa. Uh, Well, this is... No, 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 no. The nuke isn't that powerful. No, it's not that powerful. And, and, And you can vary the yield. You can really adjust how much explosive yield you want a nuke to do. So you could adjust it. Now, the other issues I have 
And this kind of goes into this military issue because holy shit, the military is the most incompetent military on the planet in this movie. Okay, hang on. Let's go back to um um nukes. <laughs> yeah, nukes. So you the, the government wants to keep this a lid on this thing. I get that. I get that. You used a nuke? <laughs> You're right. I mean, no, a no, nuke? I'm going precision napalm strike? No. Cue me no. out. A nuke? Yeah, who's going to notice that? Cue me out. And and this is the only way I can explain it and it kind of makes sense, but you got to let me finish. Right now, this is considered a bioweapon. Mhm. Everyone has signed a treaty that they don't do bioweapons research. That is a binding international treaty. Now, does anyone actually abide by it? Mm, probably not. But for that to get out, it's way worse than to go, oops, one of our bombers accidentally dropped a live nuke. Because guess what? This might scare you guys. It's happened before. Multiple times, American bombers during the Cold War either dropped, lost, or crashed with live nukes. Yeah, that I'm aware of. But so all that the cover story had to be was a bomber crashed with a live nuke and it went off. I guess, but but napalm would do the same job. Not, not really. Fire. No. You, the, the dip, you scorch earth the area. You have to realize napalm is hot. But it is not the surface of the sun hot. Yeah, but you don't need surface of the sun hot to kill a virus. Either well, way, either way, this is the worst way to contain this. You're, well, you're, yes. you're, you're, I mean, we got well, people in this, this country who 20 years later still think that, that 9-11 was an inside job. Um, yeah. we, we got people in this country who believe that the global pandemic is a is a conspiracy that is working between all the governments of the world to control us um, and, and to take our power away and that they're all willing to sacrifice their economy for that. If you nuke a town in Iowa, you can say it accidentally happened all you want to. You put a magnifying glass on this that says, please investigate whatever was going on in this small town of Iowa. Oh, absolutely. But this again brings up how incompetent these military was because which brings us back to your point. <laughs> right. Because they should never have had to use the nuke because if you're watching they were picking everyone up, rounding them up and checking for the sick and unsick, which by the way, terrible job because they didn't have a second layer of defense on that. They didn't oh, have a second I, quarantine layer, which you always have. You have your first layer of quarantine. Then you would take the people who you think aren't sick and quarantine them again before you let them go even further, which that was one of my done. rips too. That was one of my rips too. When those, when those crazies broke out, I'm like, uh, that's it. Right. Well, chain link fence and a couple guys, you don't have your oh, second layer. No, yeah. no, 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 I'm talking about when they took the the uh, sheriff and took him away from his wife and put him. Yeah. They took him to the gas station or whatever. Yeah. But no one was wearing masks. There was no. Oh, yeah, that's true. Exactly. That's the there other was one. No, there so was no that they just walked through. And, I feel that like would, this is that should have been a second layer. 
I feel like this is an operation that would go like the first emperor of China's tomb. Uh, you're killing everyone in the town, even if they're sick or not. And then you're probably sending in an extermination team for the people who were the first extermination team. Yeah. Well, well this is where the, the movie pretty clearly shows you that it didn't start that way. Because it starts with them trying to contain it and trying to treat the ones who are sick and trying to separate. It's when they lose control is when they start just going, okay, burn it down. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's 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 really, man, I really hope our military in a situation like this can't be overpowered by four people in a Ford F-150 crashing through the fence. Well, that thank you, because that was another point. I'm like, How'd wow. How did the F-150 get that close? Well, not just that, but this is the lousiest military division ever. These guys must be never have even made it to their national guard training because i'm telling you they had no perimeter a few guys break through and then they just charge a fence and what nothing happens you have little helicopters with machine guns yeah. you can hold that off well thomas the f-150 was built for tough so of course it's going to withstand anti-tank weapons oh well apparently because we <laughs> later on in the movie you have a cobra attack helicopter flying around which apparently the pilots are blind and also can just oh yeah we hit them how about you also hit the car wash yeah we're good yeah yeah i I was looking at that one hey okay we're gonna hide from this cobra attack helicopter where are we going into the car wash the only building around so the pilot in the cobra attack helicopter is like well i had him i had a visual (laughs) on him i built a visual on him it's like grand theft auto you've turned into the it gets even worse you know what it It reminds me of because they walk down the same road that the helicopter is flying down so they're Mm -hmm. literally in the open walking where obviously patrols are going and and this brings me to another point that is terrible. Well, well, hang on. That I just want to say that reminded me of the Simpsons episode where Chief Wiggum was chasing Marge and her friend, and they turned <laughs> off the headlights, and they're like, "Oh my God, they disappeared!" It's a it's ghost a car. Ghost car. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. The helicopter pilot was thinking. Okay, I'm going to come back around and we're going to find that car. And oh my God, it's a ghost (laughs) car. They disappeared. Well, there's a building right there. No way they could have gone in there. No way. Mm -hmm. We we wouldn't see the cloud of dust from the dirt road that kicked up leading into the car wash. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because their military tactics are the worst. For one, you have a guy running out of a barn at you, which you tell him to stop. He doesn't. You shoot him. Yeah. Makes sense. But then what do you do? You send one guy to the barn. No, 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 no. You send the entire squad in and you clear the barn in fast, quick reaction. You don't send the yeah. one guy who gets captured. What? And the then crap? hang out and wait to see how that soldier's doing. Just yes. hang out like... And also, well, I guess we give him five minutes, right? And then the soldier also doesn't turn them in yeah, yeah i will i won't say anything i swear and he actually uh, doesn't yeah the movie the movie what? actually could have ended right there when the next thing that happened was barn's clear okay fire the barn because we don't need to leave it up for people to be able to hide in later we're, we're containing this town let's fire or the just, barn. or just better yet the soldier gets out and goes oh yeah by the way there's people in there pretty sure they're infected oh yeah 
Well, this again brings me to another one, and this one's a great one. Okay. So I did a little research because I'm like, let's see. They they were saying they were taking this to incineration, which is actually pretty accurate. You do incinerate this stuff, which, again, officially we don't work with. But we do officially experiment with chemical weapons. Mm-hmm. And when those are taken to be incinerated, they're within a multi-level containment system. You have it within a container, which is leak-proof, within an absorbing container, which if it spills, that container absorbs it, which is inside of another leak-proof container, which is then with inside of another rigid container. That's for chemical, which this would probably have been under the same level. This thing is pretty much very close to indestructible. This plane crashed pretty intact. It shouldn't have broken. I was going to say, you could see the wings. Yes. So this thing didn't crash with enough force to shatter whatever container this was in. It should then not have contained, which brings me to another point. It's not how this works. Water supply contamination doesn't work this way. No, that, I was wondering that too. Like, so your drinking water comes from that lake? I mean, it could have, sure. Well, no. But it don't you have a down a path? Water. Like I was gonna say, don't you have a filtration plant? Well, not that. It could get past that. That it could get past. But for one, if it's going to be airborne and saliva based, it might not be transmissible in water. But then. If it's this quick of a gestation period, but then you've been drinking water for a week with no effect, uh, that doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, and then it, it also he likes and then it travels to... in this weird way where it's traveling down a pipeline, which it wouldn't do. It would contaminate oh. the entire pipeline. Yeah, that was also I, I I was thinking about that too. I'm like, oh, we're gonna try to be smart here by saying that we're gonna track the way that the water flows into the town, and that's why the person that Storm the field was there first because it hit the drinking water got to him first. If he drank some water, it would get to the person who turned down their tap first, the person who took a first yeah. shower. Period. It's I mean it, it's not just gonna work that way. It's gonna hang out here at his house for a bit until it, it circulates there and then it's gonna work its way on down to the next house. And like I'm like, oh right. my. I was it, also, it, I don't know about you, Thomas, but when he looks at his wife and he's like, tell me what magical road we can find that they can't see. I wanted to scream at the TV, the sewer system, idiot. Yes. Get underground yes. in the sewer system. Yes, but there was another one. I mean, this thing was riddled with just stupid. I mean, seriously, some of these it's, things. It's, how the, it's the only way to make the story work. Well, yes, because, I mean, for one, the doctor doesn't seem to know basic doctor stuff most of the time. It's like, how don't you know basic anatomy here? You're calling it a, okay, you think it's a virus. Well, if you think it's a virus, then you would be literally going along with the military here. You wouldn't be struggling with them. Yeah, or you'd also, at least be trying to find some other kinds of protective gear. Yes, also, I'm pregnant. What does that have to do with them trying to sedate you? Oh, okay. I can explain that one. Whether you whether it's good or not, I can explain that one. So they were checking for high temperatures. She's pregnant and is running high temperatures. So they presume that she was uh, infected. 
So they were trying to sedate her so she doesn't go crazy because they thought she had the virus. Yep. She was trying to tell him, I'm not sick, I'm pregnant. But I mean, it, you know, it went, I don't see and us that, accepting that, that okay. during COVID, let alone during something like this. Yeah, I could see her saying that, though. I, I could absolutely see her saying it. You know. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Fine, but still. That one gets a good enough pass compared to the well, other. In light of the other else. things. Yes. It's pretty minor. Yeah. Complete lack of everything else that made sense. Yeah. I have a problem with the fact that this plane that's carrying this um, illegal um, bioweapon crashes in Iowa, and the first person to find it is local small county sheriff. I mean, like, yeah, of course. I mean, that thing, that thing should have had its escort planes on the ground immediately. And, and I mean, oh, well, well what, and- it would have gone down radar contact, would have been lost. You would have been able to, okay, it's somewhere within this area and immediately get someone out there. And again, you're noticing somehow the satellite seems to know exactly where this crashed. Correct. And that this, so and they're just leaving it there. It, which again brings up another bigger issue. If this was an accident, they should have just immediately swept in taken everyone out of the town and just gone like gas leak. They could have made up whatever mumbo exactly. Got the so town evacuated. Things. Covered this up, cleaned it up, and been fine. But instead, it, it seems like they're trying to do a military experiment, but this is gives a bigger problem. There's a lot better places to do that. You can go to some third world country and experiment and easily have no deniability and have complete deniability. Yeah, who's watching who's watching Haiti, you know? And the other thing too, I would give this credit to the 1973 version when they dis- it does show how they quarantine the town. They go in and they break into houses. And they just wake people up and are like, "Come on, you have to go." And they have rifles on them and yeah. Ooh, they, ooh, they ooh, actually show ooh, that. Ooh. It, and as bad as acted as it is and disoriented, which I guess was the point, um, it was done a little better than this film where, oh, by the way, can someone I have, explain I, to me how every single car is booted without anyone noticing until, oops. Well, how about this one? This one's even a better one that would got me shocked. So the woman takes her husband to the doctor because he's acting weird. Mm-hmm. And this is what her, you know, the doctor's sister, whatever. And he's acting weird. So suddenly you're hearing banging outside or whatever. You're walking outside and leaving your son when your husband's been acting weird and go and stand in front of a combine. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. That's the one that I was thinking too. Like, uh, what? If I saw that, I would get out of the way. I mean, the way that sounded the, you know, with the blades, it's like lady. And you know what? That's, that's a, a um, rip. I'm going to give this film too many tropes. Oh yeah. Even for a slasher film, there are too many tropes. The whole, you know, she goes into the room where the baby was going to be. And there are people waiting for her. They just happen to decide to go there. Um, And then Russell, the deputy, just happens to show by show up at the window at the right time to plug them. Um, the combine incident, uh, people jumping out, you know, 
when they find that semi truck at the, the truck stop. And of course there's a zombie in the cab. And of course there's a zombie in the back seat. It's like, really? I mean, can, oh. can you show a little more restraint, please? This thing had so many tropes that it was crazy. Yeah. It, you know, exactly. if I'm ever if I'm ever trapped in a house and I stupidly lock myself in a closet that has a rickety old wooden door, and I think that someone's about to burn the whole place down in gasoline, I hope I do more than just jiggle the handle to try to get out of there. Yo, my gosh. Especially if I'm trapped yeah. in there with my child. I mean, I, I, I have to think that anyone, when their adrenaline glands get going, is going to be would, able to shoulder through that wooden that door. thing off its hinges. Right. I mean, I, you don't have to be that strong to, to knock down a door. Yeah. There was a, again, this thing, for one, I understand these people are crazies, but here's another thing, trope that was insane. Stick together, people. How many times did they separate when they really oh shouldn't gosh. have? Yeah, that's it, totally a trope. It, let's go to our house, which has obviously been attacked, and separate. How about you search and clear the house? Ooh, th- we heard a gunshot upstairs. This one annoyed me, too. Instead of grabbing the shotgun and running up the stairs and doing that, let's go outside with the rifle, look through a window with curtains, and wait to shoot the person. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and I know that I'm probably um, applying too much logic to the situation. You are. But we've got a doctor, and we've got a sheriff, and they both seem kind of intelligent. The deputy, I don't know about the deputy. He, he looks like, you know, he might have uh, might have not put all of his attribute points into his IQ. But um, <laughs> ultimately, <clears throat> their plan is to get to Cedar Rapids. Folks. The government just came in to quarantine your town. They nuked your town. You saw them nuke your town. One of the guys told you that it was a bioweapon that got loose, that they're developing to destabilize populations in the event of a war. What do you think is going to happen when you show up in Cedar Rapids and you use your credit card, you access your bank account, any of it? Do you not Mm -hmm. think that you and everyone else in that town are flagged immediately that the first time you use your real name, the government is coming to get you to? Uh, Getting to Cedar Rapids never should have been the plan. The plan should have been to hide out more in BFE, Iowa, living in some cornfields, you know, or or do what the mole people in New York City do and live so far (laughs) underground in the sewers that no one's ever going to come looking for you. Underground is where you're going. In this situation, you are going off the grid and you are going underground. If I ever break out of a government quarantine of my town with my pregnant wife to get away and watch them purge the town with a tactical nuke, I'm not trying to make it to the next town. I'm getting rid of my phone. I'm getting rid of my ID. I'm getting rid of my credit cards. I'm not accessing any of it. And I am trying to get away from the surface or anything that that resembles 
civilization. You know, I mean, I, uh, if you don't want to go underground, yeah, every town has the, the homeless shanty towns you can go join. Yeah. Just get away from the grid. Because as yep. soon as you put your head up, they're going to crack you like whack-a-mole. Getting to Cedar Rapids, these are two smart people. Getting to Cedar Rapids never should have been the plan. No, oh, no. Especially knowing satellites and drone images. It's like, yeah, uh, if they know where you are, they'll just follow you. I get that this was 2010 and smartphones and, and the internet. And, you know, it's, it's crazy to say that, but the internet was still in its, I won't say its inf- infancy, but in its adolescence. Um, we still, you still got to know at that point that as soon as you pop your head up, you're toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best thing to do is to let them believe you died in the town. Oh, absolutely. It's also yeah. some amazing satellite tracking technology that's going to catch three people moving out of Iowa. I mean, <laughs> in, in, in theory, well, it might be able to happen. Where they are. You could if you if you know where they are and you can do that. Yes. Yeah, but how did they know and where they presumably, were? The government hasn't presumably, been on them. Presumably, the government is doing that given the nature of the spill. Well, if that's uh, the case, why did they let them get to Cedar Rapids instead of taking them out before yeah. they got to Cedar well, Rapids? Well, now you're helico- just getting. They have helicopters. They could literally take a helicopter and go and be how done. Do we, how do we do that? The helicopter pilots are a bit too busy being afraid of ghost cars. Uh, we destroyed the car wash. They must be dead. Have you seen the body? Hey, we destroyed the car wash. They must be dead. And- uh, they didn't even destroy the car wash. They just blew the car up, and we're like, "Well, job well done." Uh, just the car. Hey, Uncle Sam's paying for these missiles. I don't want to waste them. Yeah. So, um, are there any are there any uh picks you guys want to do before we? land the plane crash the plane of with a bioweapon on this not thing. a one pick i, oh, I, I have oh, nothing no. to credit this movie for the stuff okay. that it does passably well uh i i can't give it a pick for that because it's it's like getting a c plus yeah the acting's fine i hope the acting's fine you, you used hollywood a-listers um yeah the effects are fine i hope it is it's a hollywood studio there's nothing in here that rises above where I can go, wow, they did that so well. Yeah, there's nothing I can go, the story was great, the acting was great. There's nothing. It's like walking up to your boss and saying, hey, I think I did well today. I showed up on time, and I'm not drunk. <laughs> I, would, I would say, given the nature of the film and what it was going for, um, there are picks, but as you guys pointed out, they're you know the acting is competent it's easier to follow it's scarier in that sense and they achieve the tone and look just right um but and and it does it is hinting it is if you're trying to make the government look like a faceless uh patriot act monitoring group you nailed it um so those are all some some picks I would give it, but unfortunately the rips are far more. Um, that's not enough to surmount the the rips, chiefly that the military acted as complete incompetence in this film. Even the heroes acted incompetent. There were too many tropes, 
And for me, the ending is just that atomic bomb was just everything about that was wrong. It was too much. It was not only too much, but as Thomas pointed out, how are these people either still alive or at least seeing anything? At the very least, how are they seeing anything? Yeah. Um, And so, and the airplane again, how did the plane crash and the government was just like, Whoa, whoa, the plane didn't land at Edwards Air Force? Rot row. Let's wait and see how this plays out. Yeah, exactly. The again, the Homer Simpson thing. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> Let's they're starting to all get crazy and tear at each other. Let's see how this goes. Maybe the town yeah. will destroy itself and we won't have to quarantine it. Um, or you know, the, the quarantine was uh pretty much the beginning of COVID where there were no PPOs at all or uh, protective equipment there anywhere. Was, there was so, better, there's better decision making in every single one of the original eight Friday the 13th movies than in this film at any point. In every yeah, one of those movies, so, the people in it make better decisions than anyone but, in this movie made, but. As I said, though, this is better than the original because the original is just too is poorly act, acted and is a disorganized mess. Yeah. So it's sad that, um, I mean, it isn't one of Romero's lesser, it's one of his lesser known and lesser liked films. So, um, but it does count as a do-over. So I've kind of laid out my cards in the table. So I'll just say it. This movie's a four or five um i'd watch it again but i'd have to be bored i'd have to be bored and that was one of the only things on um and that the same goes for the original except the original i would put at a two a one or two okay. oh yeah and the rating system is how many um crazies sure okay Ooh. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, that's that's fair. It it it, it doesn't do anything spectacular. It's a paint by numbers, and it painted by numbers terribly. And it's not no Bob Ross. Yeah, it, it did what was supposed to do, but as Scott said, "Hey, boss, I'm at work. I'm not drunk." Yay. <laughs> yeah. And you showed up with a pulse. You awesome. showed up wearing pants today, man. That's worth the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say this was a great film in any way, so it doesn't really have any redeeming factors. Yeah. Just not utter trash. So two. Thomas, I'm gonna okay. I, I I'm right with you. Um I mean, well, uh, if a five is average in my rating, we're we're into the we're into the utter trash. I'm gonna give this thing two crazies. Um, it's it's just I've seen this movie before done better fifteen different ways. Um, oh yeah, it's it's Ruckle have fun because he likes this word. It's derivative. It's it's bad derivative. Um, You're derivative. It's, it's derivative of itself. And it's derivative of everything else in a genre that actually has gotten quite tired. Um, you know, I mean, it's been it's been done over and over and over again. It's the same thing that that Rage Master said about The Walking Dead. 
once you've seen a zombie survival film, how many more ways can you do it? And, and, and this one doesn't even really try to be original. Um, <clears throat> it's hack and slash. It, it, it gets a two because it's, it's got a plot with the resolution and an arc. But, um, I mean, not only that, there's, there's nothing memorable. Uh, I, I couldn't remember the characters' names. You've got a husband trying to save his pregnant wife and his unborn child. And, and none of that hits home. They might as well, for, for all of what's going on here, these might as well just be three strangers that met up on the road trying to survive. Um, it, it, it fails in almost every way a movie can fail. Um, but, you know, ones are reserved for, for truly god-awful things bordering on the, on the likes of Geostorm and um, Star Crash. You know, those are where the ones and zeros come yeah. in. So this thing escapes that level of garbage because I don't feel like I've wasted my life watching it. But it's something that will thankfully be completely forgotten from my memory that I ever saw by the time we do next week's movie. Okay. Okay. Speaking of next week's movie, I need to, um, well, we're make we're doing an, a meta thing, which I hate, but here we go. Given that Christmas is on the weekend, uh, it sounds like we take the break and you get, you get this week's episode sickies, but then you, uh, won't get an episode. Well, you're, you'll get it a little bit late next week at the very least because it's Christmas and I don't think any of us are going to do a recording this this weekend. <laughs> At least I can't. No, so, uh, do we do we have a attempted review of the holiday special that we can? Well, I think we do that we can post the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. Oh, of course we do. Oh, easily repost that. Although that wouldn't really. Well, we'll think of something, Sickies. Don't worry. Don't be so, surprised but, if this comes out of order and at Christmas we repost the holiday special and towards New Year's Eve we post this. I don't know. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're not going to do that. But the, needless to say, we'll be taking this weekend off, Sickies, because of the Christmas holidays, which from uh, for that uh, respect, uh, from all of us here at Sci-Fi Malady to all of you, Sickies, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. We'll see you right before. The, we'll, unless one of you guys have anything to say, we'll see you right before the new year. I do. If anyone has a topic they want me to record on and sends me $1,000 through Venmo, I will work on Christmas and get that episode up for you. Which reminds me. <laughs> thank you for the reminder, Scott. I'm glad I, I didn't want to sign off yet because... I want to highlight a few of the excellent programs we also have here on Raving Lunatic Media. We have a case of the chills, which came out recently. Layla wrapped up her season. We had cold case chase, which came out recently. And this week, Zodiac task force Christmas special came out and uh, last Saturday rather. And sickies, if you haven't heard it, please listen. My favorite line is Scorpio screaming. I can't scream it now because I'm at home. But Scorpio screaming, when I get a hold of you, you're going to be Feliz Navi dead. <laughs> so uh, I definitely recommend that. And any other of the fine shows, we also have merch. So you could check that out. Uh, 
So once again, from all of us here at Raven Lunatics and Sci-Fi Melody, this is Rage Master saying Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. What's left for them to do, Rage Master? Stay sick, sickies. Open gifts. <laughs>